all rise. This is Sports Better Court with Dan Lust on Better Sports Network. Welcome back to the Sports Better Court. My name is Dan Lust. As you can see, my fancy title here, the Honorable Dan Lust. Not a real judge in, in real life, but we play one on TV. Um, as you know, on the show, we span the wide world of sports and law to give you the most interesting stories at that section. And then we bring in the betters and we talk about the odds. The biggest story in sports tends to have a legal story more often than not. Let's go to the hardwood. Uh, the NBA, the biggest story right now is Dame Lillard being traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, maybe uh, our NFL fans are not thinking about NBA, but this is an interesting story about tampering uh, and maybe asking for forgiveness and not permission. Dame Lillard, once upon a time at the beginning of free agency, made an announcement. He made a demand for a trade, and the rumors were that he only wanted to be traded to one team. That was the Miami Heat, the team that made a run all the way you know, right on the door of the NBA Finals. Now, um, the question is here, right? Was Dame Lillard in his right to demand a trade to one team and only one team? Well, according to the NBA, uh, he was not allowed to do that. Dame Lillard and his agent were admonished by the NBA back in July of 28. Uh, July 28th, for calling teams and allegedly saying that Dame Lillard will not play for the team. He will not play if they trade for him. And essentially setting up, right, it's not saying I will not go to any other team other than Miami, but you might trade for me, you might give up draft capital, you might give up star players, all-stars, players of the caliber of Drew Holiday that were traded in this deal, but I'm not going to play for you. A little bit of, um, how shall we say, a James Harden fat suit situation, maybe something along those lines. Um, but is that okay for a player to do that? If you're under contract with a team, can you just not play for them? What ramifications do you have for that? Now, certainly we've seen that in NFL circles over the past couple of years, right? Um, you know, memory serves right Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell. We don't really see it that often in basketball unless your name is James Harden and you're allegedly wearing the fat suit, right? Where you could, or I guess your name is Ben Simmons, who um, was traded once upon a time for James Harden. So other than that, we really don't see it. Now, Dame Lillard, very publicly, right, made these announcements. Miami. He has Miami in the music and his background when he's going on Instagram Live. Dame Lillard, though, as we sit here on September 27th, is not traded to Miami. He's traded to Milwaukee. It's very interesting, right? Now, Dan, what's the legal concept here? Is it just tampering? Like, we hear about tampering all the time. Does tampering really matter? Who's telling us we should pay attention to tampering? Who's telling us we should pay attention to holdout questions, right? Uh, none other than Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler on his Instagram live popped up today. You have NBA fans uh, and NBA players talking about this trade. Some players throwing up emojis. Jimmy Butler on a 10 second kind of uh, mic drop on Instagram says the NBA has to look into the Milwaukee Bucks for tampering. He goes, You're not hearing it from me. I'm hearing it from other people. I'm just relaying it. Jimmy Butler is saying that the NBA should look into tampering regarding a trade. Uh, the biggest trade we've seen in a couple of years for Dame Lillard, a blockbuster three-team trade involving the Phoenix Suns, Milwaukee Bucks, and of course, Portland Trailblazers. Now, while that's pending, right, we have draft capital, we have players moving, we have the lives of uh, probably give or take seven, eight NBA players that are all hung up in this question of was there tampering involved? Now, we have seen trades, transactions rescinded in the past for tampering, for illegal maneuvers. The Milwaukee Bucks come to mind not so long ago. Um, but as we sit here today, right, we're recording this right around six o'clock on Thursday night, Jimmy Butler is saying, hold on, flag on the play. We got to review it. So listen, there's always, we have big stories in the law. Sometimes people get annoyed that the lawyer's involved, but that's what we do here. We have to obey the letter of the law, right? There's black, there's white, there's rules and rules 
as we know as lawyers, are not meant to be broken. So everyone in the in the court of sports law and the court of real law is innocent until proven guilty. But Jimmy Butler is very much saying, flag on the play here. Somehow he has not ended up with the Miami Heat. That's the only team he wanted to go to. What happened? What conversations were made? And remember, right? You have an allegation of tampering, as my New York Knicks once learned not so long ago. You lose a draft pick very quickly, and maybe this whole trade gets rescinded. So everybody hold your futures bets. Don't go rush to bet on the Bucs over 52 and a half wins. Don't go rush to bet, bet the Bucs plus 750 to win the NBA title. Well, I think that line is dropping as we speak. But hold your horses. Let's just wait and see. Innocent until proven guilty. But yes, again, flag on the play. That'll do it for Lost for Law on the show. We have some great litigants in the courtroom tonight. We got two NFL bets. And the bet of the day, the one that I'm going to ask you to spend your money on, is the focus of our Lost for Law. Will the Milwaukee Bucks win the NBA title? Always good to put your futures bets in ahead of time and ride that wave as those late bettors get into action. NBA season doesn't start till October 22nd, but we're here looking for good bets for you for the NBA season and also obviously the NFL season. Um, with that said, when we come back from break, we'll welcome the litigants into the courtroom for another episode of the Sports Better Court. Stay tuned. I like to eat my feelings. So when I'm like super sad, you know, single serving pint sizes of, uh, of Ben and Jerry's, I just start shoveling that in and uh, and it makes me feel bigger and better. Um, but so let's uh, let's eat our feelings here. What we're going to do today is we're going to talk football players, food. We're going to pair them up. Who is represented by what food? All right. I, I, I want to just shout out Hal Alexander in there for... Um, CMC Christian McCaffrey is Rocky Road ice cream. A little That's bit of everything. Yeah. Does How's it? Going I, I like it, man. You know it. I love me some Rocky Road ice cream. Bijan Robinson prime rib. You know what? Bijan Robinson prime rib with a baked potato and some cream spinach on the side. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. That is the king's dinner. And Bijan Robinson, I don't care if uh, the dude from the athletics says only 301, uh, you know, touches. Uh, you know what? In honor of card sharks, um, I'm going to say, guys, that I think that number is going to be a little bit higher there for Bijan Robinson. So get your get your knife, get your fork, you got your steak, you got your Bijan. Yeah, that's what's up. You're on death row, and they say you get one last meal, and you just say Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson. Yeah, I'm totally down with that. Love it. I got to jump in on one real quick because Mr. Scamper said Kareem Hunt is candy corn. And I actually had <laughs> I actually had a player, uh, Tyler Boyd, was going to be candy corn for me. And, <laughs> and basically it's that nobody likes it, but it's always there. It's always there. And somebody always puts their hand in and grabs some and has some. And they're like, well, and afterwards they're like, why did I eat that? That's Tyler Boyd. He always gets drafted and he's just kind of there and nobody knows why. Nobody knows why they take him. Nobody knows where it comes from. Where does the candy corn even come from? Like, it's just there. It's just there. Sports Better Court is now in session. It's time for tonight's litigants. First, Aaron Torres. Aaron hosts a National College Football Recap Show from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays for Fox Sports Radio. He also hosts the Aaron Torres Podcast. Follow Aaron on Twitter, slash X, at Aaron underscore Torres. Next. Thank you, Judge Mark Lust. No. Mark is a pro sports handicapper for Sports Memo and Wager Talk. He has a whopping 10-3-2 record picking college football games over the last four weeks. Follow him on Twitter, slash X, at Mark Zeno. 
All rise for the Honorable Judge Lust. Welcome, litigants. Mark, that's an impressive record. But what if I told you that Aaron Torres stands an impressive six foot nine? What if I told you that? It's true. No comment from Mark. I uh, would tell you that the judge I, I, is my, my computer was uh, out there. I apologize. <laughs> um, futzing is an, an acceptable word in our court. Um, Aaron, I like that you're very serious. This, you're like, I am. I mean, it's like court. This is a court of law. This is. This is. You yes. guys get in a lot of trouble. Um, okay, so welcome to the show. The general rules for those that don't know. Uh, first time coming to the show. We play best two out of three. There's a potential winner of the show, but the real argument here is going to be the best bet. Uh, you guys can get the kinks out. You can do the little practice. Who's going to win round one and round two? But the real bet, the one we asked our viewers to really invest in and take a ride with us, is bet number three. It's going to be the Milwaukee Bucks futures bet. Now, as we go there, I just want you to, to work this out. Round one, we're going to talk about some NFL bet. Round two, we're going to talk about some NFL bets again. The treat of the day is going to be the NBA bet. Okay. Aaron, I know you're a hoops guy. Mark, are you a hoops guy too or just an NFL guy? I saw the college football bet. That's impressive, but it's not going to help you today if we're talking about the NFL. No, we're good with NBA and college hoops as well. So, Now, what's your record in NFL bets? That's the real question. Don't lie to the judge. Not as good as college. <laughs> okay. Very important. Okay. That'll take us to case number one. Uh, just full disclosure, right? I got my mini Buffalo Bills helmet. Judge Lust over here is a Buffalo Bills fan. Go Bills. Bills have a very suspicious line, and that's why we put this one on the docket today. Bills are a two-and-a-half-point favorite in Miami coming off Miami's, I don't know, 70-point performance. So, um, Aaron, I'm going to let you go first here. Who do you like here? Do you like the Bills or you like the Dolphins with the points? Well, Judge Lust, um, I understand I'm in your court right now, but I'd be remiss if I didn't take the Miami Dolphins. Let me explain why. Right, I mean, well, it, the game is in Buffalo. I misspoke. The game is in Buffalo. The game could be on Mars. It doesn't <laughs> matter. And I, I present Exhibit A. What you just said, Your Honor, 70 points against the Denver Nug uh, Denver Nuggets. I'm already on the Dame Lillard thing. So, listen, 70 points last week. Listen, we all knew Tua had it. It was just, could he stay healthy? What's going to happen? What's going to – and so we saw last week what this offense looks like at full capacity. And here's the scary part. It wasn't even at full, full capacity. Jalen Waddle was out, and they still put up 70 on Denver. Keep in mind, Devon A-Chain, he's emerging. Tyreek Hill, still the cheetah. And when I look at those Buffalo Bills, Your Honor, I love them. I love you. But can we stop pretending like the Las Vegas Raiders and Washington Commanders are real football teams? Are the little sisters of the poor on the docket next week, Your Honor? I'm Hold sorry. I, I understood. And we might have to investigate Tyreek Hill for some comments he made this week, but we'll, we'll save that for now. Mark, he's got a lot of free time. He's going to sit out the fourth quarter in this one because they're going to be up so good. But go ahead. go. I continue, Your Honor. I'm sorry. He's got to stay off of camera if, if you're uh, insinuating uh, what I'm talking about with Tyreek Hill. But we'll put that on the side for now. Mark, uh, I gather you're on the Bills here. The Bills bandwagon? Well, it's not a bandwagon. They're the better team. I mean, there, there, there isn't really a debate here on as far as the completeness of this team. The Bills defense continues to be underrated. That's number one. Um, go ahead and stand up against him and let me know how well you do. This is a team right now um, that has the best safety tandem in the league. They're healthy again. They can get after the quarterback. It doesn't matter that they played Las Vegas and and Washington. What matters is that the fact that they are able to get to the quarterback and prevent them prevent teams from throwing the ball very well. On the flip side of this thing, uh, not to shock anybody here, but the Bills have the better quarterback here. By a wide margin, you guys could sit here and tell me about turnovers and everything else. And yes, Josh Allen cost his team the game in week one by turning the ball over four times. But 
you know what? There's a lot more good than there is bad when it comes to Josh Allen. And all he did his team for his team the last two weeks is put up 75 points uh, against a very good commander's defense, which is a better defense than the one that the Dolphins just dropped 70 on uh, the other last Sunday when it comes to the Denver Broncos. So uh, they forced five turnovers in that game, which is why they, the, the commanders only were able to muster up three points in that game. That's what happens when you flip the script on teams and are able to force turnovers. So yeah, I get the better quarterback, better team overall, better defense. And oh, by the way, who has Miami really played? The Chargers have the worst pass defense in the league. Yeah. Um, you know, they, it's not like New England has a lot of firepower. No, by the way, the New England defense, which isn't as good as Buffalo, kept Miami in check to just 24 points. You guys can hang all you want on those 70 points from last week. The aberration of all aberrations. Look at the regression that's going to be coming for the Miami Dolphins this Sunday. Okay, that's fair. Um, now, Aaron, I'm going to come back to you. I'm looking at the Bills schedule. We talked about who Miami played, and admittedly, uh, I think those teams looked solid on paper, but really not in practice. The Bills played the Jets. They played the Raiders. They played Washington, who have scored a combined 29 points on the Bills in three weeks. So, um, Aaron, what say you about the Bills' defense and the ability to contain that 70-point attack? Yeah, Your Honor, um, my fellow counsel here, you know, he's talking about safety play. They're going to need a safety word by the end of this game because the, the Miami Dolphins are not slowing down against this defense. And, I, I you know, I, I'm offended personally about this idea of who have they played, who have they scored against. Uh, maybe the greatest defensive mind in the history of the NFL, Bill Belichick. Not sure if you heard of him. What is it, six Super Bowls, seven Super Bowls? I lost track. So I am not worried at all about this Buffalo defense. Um, I get it. But at the same time, I don't care about what you did against Vegas. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, you know, noodle arm Garoppolo over there. Uh, Washington commanders were waiting on the next guy because Sam Howell ain't it. He's got Eric Bietemi. He still can't put up points. So uh, it doesn't really matter to me. Dolphins are going to move the ball up and down the field. And the the uh, the Buffalo Bills, with due respect, your honor, uh, this is, um, you know, this is, it's not going to end well for them. I'm going to make a note, and Mark, I'm going to come back to you. Normally, we have some fun music in the show, but I think the lack of music is really adding to yes. the intensity of this debate. It really is. Okay. Mark, what say you? What's your response there? Good luck throwing on the Buffalo Bills defense, which only allows 142 passing yards per game. I mean, look, it does matter who the Dolphins have played. 100% it does. Beating Why doesn't it matter who the Bills have played, though? It because what do you mean? I didn't say it didn't matter. Vegas, Vegas, and, and Washington. Mr. Torres, what Mr. I am Torres, saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Your Honor. I'm sorry. The Bills have given up a total of two offensive touchdowns in three games. That's it. So preventing any NFL team from getting to the end zone is an accomplishment because even bad teams do it. And oh, by the way, they only scored 24 points against the great defensive mind of Bill Belichick. So if you're telling me that the Bills can't get to 25 in this game against the bad Dolphins defense. Knock yourself out. They played a bad quarterback in Russell Wilson. They played a bad quarterback in Mac Jones, and they were able to, to, to limit them to 37 points. What happens when they play Justin Herbert? Oh, yeah, they gave up 34. So the Bills' defense will do more than enough to keep the Dolphins below 30, and the Bills will get to 30 in this game. They win and cover easily. Mr. Torres, brief rebuttal. I think, uh, I think I'm getting ready to rule here. Aaron, you got anything else? I don't really know what else there is to say. I mean, listen, we can sit here and haggle over this, over that. Sam Howell, you know, listen, Jimmy Garoppolo's got a noodle arm. I can throw the ball further than he can at this point. Sam Howell's going to be out of the league in 18 months, or he's going to be – he should be the Jets' backup right now. The Jets need a backup. They need a guy for Aaron Rodgers because Zach Wilson isn't the answer. That's where Sam Howell should be. He's not an NFL starter. So to me, to sit there and say who have the Dolphins been able to move the ball against – who have the, the Buffalo Bills been able to move the ball against? Because we all saw that Monday night game. We all saw Josh Washington Allen's turnovers. Bears have a top 10 pass defense in the NFL. That's the way it was last year. They are they still that's the way it is this year. 
So he was able to move the ball against one of the elite pass defenses in the league. Okay. I'm going to jump in here. I'm going to jump in here. I'm sensing this is very heated, which is great. It's fantastic. No okay. music. Looking at the fun. Miami Dolphins schedule, everyone's going to put a lot of weight into that 70-point performance. And maybe as a Bills fan, I'm a little concerned with it. But they beat the winless uh, – I guess they got a win there. They got a win against the hopeless Vikings. But 36-34 week one. And the Patriots 24-17 Miami Dolphins. And the Patriots can barely beat the Jets. Now, I think that we're going to see as history is going to relay that the Bills' performance in Week One was the outlier, and I think the spread would be a little bit different, maybe even higher, right? If we not if we didn't see the yes. seventy-point performance, which public is reacting to. I, listen, as a Bills fan, I'm nervous, but I got to write. I've, I've honestly, as a Bills fan, I bet against the Bills on this show on other platforms three weeks in a row. Um, well, I bet again for the Bills. I lost Week One. I'm going to ride with the Bills this week, Mark. I'm going to give you round one. And Aaron, sometimes you got to know the judge, right? Sometimes you got to know that the judge has a mini Buffalo Bills helmet in his office. And you can give me facts, you can give me schedules, and give me top 10 defenses. Sometimes I'm just going to roll with my heart here. That, the judge is always right. Aaron, you look before, very serious. You look offended. Before I, I came right. to court, I had to put my hand on the Bible and swear to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So Did I can make up that? facts. You're not required if you to do that. This is not a religious show. There's no, there's no swearing on our show. Okay. So I'm I'm not under oath. I, I'm not in. in, in perjury whatever they say uh, under yeah. potential perjury well fun fact right you guys are kind of acting like a little bit like the lawyers but this is a you know when you when people go and they do their closing arguments in front of the juries you know what you can kind of say if you want to be kind of addicted to the opposing counsel you say listen the witnesses are sworn under oath but the lawyers they can lie they're not sworn to oath so you guys oh. here are not the witnesses you guys are just the lawyers you're kind of like the experts for our sake so um yeah i don't know if this is if i'm if i'm breaking code here but you guys um, kind of can lie on the show. Don't lie about facts and research, but whatever you need to know. And listen, know that the judge is partial to Buffalo Bills. Okay. Uh, let's take a break there. Number one, Aaron, you are taking uh, the L on the first one. Mark, you get that. One nothing. Okay. Uh, before we move on further, a little bit of business. Start a seven-day free trial of Fantasy Alarm's all-pro subscription today and get DFS content and NFL picks for all of week four. It's coming up. we got a game in 24 hours. Go to fantasyalarm.com slash win. Okay, moving on to bet number two. Uh, Mark, true or false? You said you were better at picking college than you were at picking the NFL. That is true. Aaron, this is going to be pretty dangerous for you. You just won week one. I'm nervous. Okay. Let us move over to the Saturdays. We'll move over to college football. Uh, I think the talk of the town, right? We're talking a little bit about Pac-12 football, which is kind of sad. Aaron, I know you're a West Coast guy. Pac-12 is going to cease to exist. A lot of attention being paid to Pac-12 football. We got Washington. We got Oregon. We got USC. We got to talk some Heisman here. Um, here's the question, Aaron. I'll let you lead it off. Who do you have to win the Heisman Trophy? We are now four weeks into the college football season. Who you got? I don't know that I have a definitive winner. I know who will not win, though, um, and that is the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams. Listen, uh, I was on air doing radio during the, the the Arizona State game last week. Caleb Williams was incredible. Five touchdown passes, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Arizona State is terrible, uh, and scarily, it looked very much like the, la the USC of last year, where Caleb Williams very much carried his team week after week after week, which was what allowed him to win the Heisman Trophy besides being phenomenal. The unfortunate part for Caleb Williams – that defense, things are not going to get easier. We see the odds there uh, provided by Caesar Sportsbook. Bo Nix is in the mix. Well, guess who's still on the schedule for USC? Bo Nix in Oregon. Michael Penix right now is the leader in the clubhouse, it appears, in the betting markets. Michael Penix is still on the schedule. He comes to the L.A. Coliseum in November. Uh, you still have a road trip to Notre Dame to play Sam Hartman, who is obviously playing very well despite the loss last week to Ohio State as well. So I love Caleb Williams. 
Um, I do live in in what is currently Pac-12 country. A year from now, I'll be uh, smack dab in the middle of Big Ten country. So excited for that. Um, but unfortunately, with due respect to Caleb Williams, who I know will be debating next year in the NFL, he is not winning a second straight Heisman Trophy. Okay. I don't know if that's a pick as much as it is like not a not a pick, but um, okay, I'll take it. Um, I, Anthony, you might in the background have to find us a Caleb Williams versus the field bet. But Mark, who do you got on the other side here? Do you have Caleb Williams? No. Uh, Michael Penix, it's his award to lose at this point in time, and it might be lost next week when Oregon and Washington link up horns at Husky Stadium in Seattle. So, um, you know, unfortunately for things like Caleb Williams, you know, uh, how far you go, even though it's a regular season award, you know, the teams that make the college football playoff always seem to get a little bit more love when it comes to the Heisman voting if their players are there. And I'm with Aaron in the sense that USC's defense is alarming at this point in time, alarmingly bad. You can, Arizona State is barely a power five program at this point in time. I know Drew Pine used to be a Notre Dame quarterback and is a lot better than than Jaden Rashada, who was their, their freshman who was starting. But you can't give up 20-plus points to Arizona State. You just can't. I mean, this is the same school that only scored 15 against Oklahoma State, which is also barely functioning. I, I think Arizona State football. scored zero against Fresno State, too. They so sure so uh, it's just, you know, that's that's utterly embarrassing that their defense has got that your, many Your judge might have had a wager on that Arizona State game. Yeah. I did some uh, Alex Grinch might be out of a job by the end of this season when it's all said and done, the D.C. of, of USC. But I, I won't go off of Michael Penix simply because – until I find a team that can keep up with Washington, until I find a team that can score as quickly as Washington can, Michael Penix Jr.'s numbers are going to continue to be extremely gaudy. Uh, and every time he's in a game where he's up 14 nothing, before you can even go to the toilet and take a bathroom break in a college game, it's always going to be in his favor. Um, okay, Mark, we're going to take a little bit of a curveball. So, Aaron, you tap not Caleb Williams. Um uh, of the other, let's say the top five guys on the board, Penix at plus 360 with Quinn Ewers at uh, six to one, Knicks at 10 to one, Jordan Travis at 12 to one. Which of those do you find juicy or do you like Penix? Um, I understand the excitement for Michael Penix. Um, I will say, I will just to be a little bit different here, uh, I will go with Bo Nix at 10 to one. The reason being, I think Oregon's the more complete football team, as as my uh, co-counsel here said. Um, you know, these two teams. He's not your co-counsel. Well, I, I'm not. Listen, I'm. You know, uh, well, I thought I wasn't under oath here, so I could just say whatever I wanted whenever I wanted it. I'm sorry. I'm confused by the rules of this court, Your Honor. But uh, you know, my my constituent here. Uh, he brings up the good point. He's not your constituent. You're not running for office. Okay, Aaron. I'll give you lessons later. Go ahead. Stop using fancy words. Um, but in terms of my Heisman pick, um, my Heisman pick is Bo Nix at 10 to 1. And I just think it's these two teams are going to go head to head. I think Oregon's a more complete football team. That's not to do with um, that's not to do with what happened last week when Colorado came to Eugene and uh, it did not end well for Coach Prime and the boys. Listen, Oregon, multiple top 10 recruiting classes killed it in the portal. They've they've you know fixed that defense. The skill position guys are as good as any. And Bo Nix is the face of that team right now. So Oregon, I don't want to say the schedule is manageable because they do have to go to Washington in a few weeks, but they'll get USC at home later in the year. And Bo Nix, to me, is the face of that program. And because of it, Bo Nix at 10 to 1 would be my pick. Uh, interestingly, yeah, well, let me, I'll, I guess I'll frame this here because I, I wanted to make sure you guys had some level of disagreement. You guys can't just say uh, Michael Penix and not Caleb Williams. Then we're looking at Penix. Um, it looks like the Heisman Trophy is going to run through the Pac 12. So then you can have a situation where USC is going to play Oregon and Washington's going to play Oregon and you're going to have to battle this out. 
Um, I'm going to come back to you, Mark, to kind of get the final word here. I, I'm truthfully, I'm leaning a little bit. I know Aaron, I kind of forced this out of him to give me a pick, but I was hoping one of you would take Bo Nix. I watched the majority of that uh, uh, thrashing of, of uh, Colorado and Prime. And I look at a coach, Dan Lanning, who's not afraid to run up the score, not afraid. And, you know, I don't know, people, it's not that long ago, there were billboards in my hometown of New York City advertising Bo Nix. And Oregon and Bo Nix have done nothing to dissuade voters at this point. So, Mark, how about this? Take me off the scent of Bo Nix. I don't want to hear about Michael Penix. Obviously, Michael Penix is the favorite right now. But tell me why Bo Nix is not going to win the award. Well, Bo Nix should have gotten Heisman votes last year, and he didn't because his season was that good. The reason he won't win it is because his team has a very good chance to lose three games before the end of the year. And once that happens, it sort of takes the luster off how well your quarterback is oh, played. Luster. That's which a good is, word. I which like is that word. The same reason why uh, I would give a better chance of Caleb winning, Caleb Williams winning this award again than Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers has no shot to win the Heisman. Just, he doesn't even belong to be that big of a favorite. Jordan Travis, when it's all said and done, should be a bigger favorite than Quinn Ewers simply because his team is absolutely going to the college football playoff after they defeated Clemson this last week. There's not a bump in the road on the rest of their schedule. They get Duke and Miami at home, and then they won't have to face Clemson again in the ACC championship game because Clemson has two uh, conference losses already. So unless they get major help from Duke and Miami, who are going to lose twice, guess what? Uh, Jordan Travis is going to the college football playoff. So Bo Nix, again, two to three losses possibly. Quinn Ewers, I just don't think he's going to have the numbers comparatively speaking to everybody else. Um, okay, so this is what I'm going to do. Normally I pick a winner and a loser, but I'm not going to do that this time. I'm just going to pick um, – I'm going to take it under advisement. We have a little bit of a show left. I'll think about it. i got to think about this. Um, but uh, we're going to do some business, and we're going to come back for the real bet, the best bet of the day. Take off your gridiron hats for a little bit. We're going back to the hardwood for the best bet. Do your research. You got about a minute here on the Milwaukee Bucks to win the NBA Finals. When we come back. Oh boy, we got a big one. We got a big card here. We got. A oh baby, rookie. let's go. We got a super rookie. Ooh. Do you guys want to guess uh, who the big 19. the big card super rookie is? Because I'm going to guess somebody from the Dallas Cowboys, but I don't recall who were rookies in those particular years. So Tracking. I'm going to guess Michael Irvin. Adam, Jared kind of convinced me to go Troy Aikman there. I'm going to read the description. In this player's NFL debut, September 10th, 1989, he produced an electrifying 68-yard punt return for a touchdown. He became the first athlete in the 20th century to hit a home run, September 5th, 1989, for the Yankees at Seattle, and score a touchdown in the same week. Uh, that needs a sleeve. That I one needs you, a sleeve. Top 100%. super rookie, neon, primetime, Deion Sanders. You know, I, was I wasn't that far Deion off. Too. He played for the Cowboys. I was going to say Dion, and then when you said the early 90s Cowboys, I'm like, oh, Aikman would be a good guess. So I, I, I go with your gut is the lesson there. And there <laughs> it is, the white and red Falcon jerseys that you said Dion came in with before they changed to black. That, yeah, that was because the starting lineup for Dion is rookie year has got the red helmet with the white jersey. Now look at that do. I that, mean, are you kidding me with that hair? I mean, you got to have a that. headband with those little curls. You got to. That is sick. Uh, and this is uh, a favorite card. Do we have any value on this card? We have to, right? Let's see. Give me a value here. Uh, let's see here on eBay. PSA 10 Gem Mint, Deion Sanders, $149.99. Mm -hmm. And then a, a 9.5 or 6 bucks. So that guy might be a little bit. Uh, yeah, then there's a much more reasonably listed one at $31 for a P uh PSA 10. So it's got some value to it. Yeah. You might want to uh, protect that one. 
It's in excellent condition. I guess we have to worry about, is it centered? Yes, uh, that would now? be the next thing. Uh, all right, well, we'll go through the process there. Maybe I'll just frame that one as a great moment uh, in this show's history. Welcome back to the Sports Better Court. Um, gentlemen, I'm excited for round three. But before we do that, just remember our promo code, 2500 no sweat first bet by using our promo code FanDuel. Go to fantasyalarm.com slash FanDuel2500 no sweat first bet. Okay. So um, I think you guys have realized here, you guys are the experts. I'm kind of the square. Sometimes I go with real facts and hard evidence. Sometimes we grab the Bills helmet. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the last round was a tie. I'm not really sure I'm taking. I think it's a little bit early in the season. I kind of wanted to take Caleb Williams. Um, Mark, I was hoping you were gonna argue for him, but like Still going Caleb Williams. He's going to be the first overall pick in the draft, and he's done nothing to disappoint. So I'm going to say right now, Mark, you have one. Aaron, unfortunately, you don't have anything on the board yet. I'm going to say that one was a tie. Okay, but here's round three. And this one, right, is worth all the marbles. So if you win this, you kind of win everything. The NBA is really the center of the news story for this particular week. Um, so Judge Lust does some smart things occasionally. I get push notifications to my phone. I get some big news updates. I see the Woj bomb that passes today, which we talked about in the opening, that Dame Lillard is being traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. So you have everybody giving their hot takes, throwing emojis up, texting their friends. You know what I do? I went over and I placed a wager on the Milwaukee Bucks plus 750 to win the NBA championship. Now, not everyone can be as smart as Judge Lust. Some people have to get their hot takes in before they go invest their money. That adjusted line is now on the board. The Milwaukee Bucks at one point were plus 750. Then I saw it went to six to one. The Milwaukee Bucks are now plus 360 to win the NBA Finals, followed by the Boston Celtics at plus 490. Fancy graphic over here. The Denver Nuggets, the reigning champions at five to one. The Suns, six to one. Lakers, 14. And the Warriors, 16 to one. Now, Aaron, you are uh, lacking in the win column at this point, so I'm going to let you hit leadoff here. Who do you like to win the NBA title at these current odds? Not the juicy ones that Judge Lawson had. Well, first of all, Your Honor, I just want to say um, that was brilliant by you to to you know forget the pre the pre show planning, but to 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 wisely go to the sports books and and get get ahead of the market. So some Thank may you. say you, you have actually set the market here, um, but I, I I will go with Milwaukee now. With these odds, I don't love it. I would I wish I was nearly as smart as you and had gotten on it early. But listen. Giannis is, in my opinion, the best player on the planet. Um, you, you know, I don't think you really gave up that much. Like, you gave up a lot, right? Drew Holiday is awesome, but it's kind of a piece for a piece. It's not like you gave up this, this, and this. You traded one really talented guard for another. Uh, obviously, Grayson Allen is a nice piece, and we get all that. But to me, the scoring that Dame Lillard will bring, the fact that you have so much size down low, it kind of negates some of the uh, some of the, the the issues that Dame has defensively. It's a no-brainer. Uh, I, I, like I said, I, I can only wish to have been as smart as you. I wish I could have gotten it at the price you did your honor, but, uh, I will say that I do believe the Milwaukee bucks should be the favorites for the 2024 NBA championship. Compliments are accepted. Um, and appreciated Mark, go ahead. Well, I don't disagree that they should be the favorites just based off of the way the market moves and what the public will do, but that doesn't mean that they're the best team and they're going to win the NBA title. I mean, on the surface, guys, if I had told you that a team traded for a 33-year-old one-way player with $200 million left on his contract who only played 87 games the past two seasons, you go, oh, James Harden went where? Okay. So that's kind of where this sits right now. I don't know that the Bucs are a whole lot better. Look what got them caught against Miami, their lack of defense. Did their defense get any better by this move? No, it didn't. And probably you could argue without Drew Holiday got worse. 
So uh, I don't know that they are a better team. Sure, this is sexy, and the one-two punch is there. But between Giannis and Lillard, if they don't play, guess what? Even as this team is currently constructed, if you put them on the floor with the Denver Nuggets right now, are they a better team than Denver? Are they a deeper team than Denver? Are they a better shooting team than Denver? The answer is no to all of those things. So the point simply is, is that they made a sexy move. It was a lot of sizzle. We'll find out during the season how much steak it is. I don't know that you can have that much. If it is steak, it might only be like a three-ounce filet because if you ain't playing, you don't have that much meat on the bone. Um, I like it. Mark, this is a very quick one. I'm going to go back to Aaron. I, this is not the question, but if you had to pick of these teams on the board right now, what would your pick be? I go right back to the well. He- I go right back to the well with Denver. They, Denver. They just keep too complete, and and okay. is the best player. You don't have to, have to defend it. Just just curious. Okay, now, uh, Mr. Torres, we've done we've done the show for a couple weeks now. You just did something that the history show has never been done. Do you know what you just did? Um, I accurately described how you moved the nope. market. Nope, don't. I get a lot of compliments. People are smart. They give me compliments. You, which happens in a real court of law, you listened to what the other side said. You took some notes, and you said, you know what? I'm going to address that point that counsel just made. Okay, sure Aaron. What was that point that you wrote down? Let me hear this great rebuttal that you have played. Well, I heard from, you know, my not my constituent, but, you, you know, this this gentleman Your right adversary. here, lo- lovely guy. Your yeah, adversary. my adversary, Mark, who's a great guy and very smart and great at what he does. He said, well, what if these guys don't play? He, you know, listen, I'm not Woj. I'm not Shams. Nobody plays in the NBA ever until the playoffs. So it doesn't matter. You just got to get in. And the other thing I would say, too, to keep in mind, you know, I heard about, well, Miami did this, that, the other thing against Milwaukee. I also saw Giannis fall flat on his back and miss half of that series, and that's maybe a completely different series. If Giannis is healthy, now you add Dame Lillard, and I just really like this team. And, and again, just that bet at those odds. I'm so jealous I didn't jump in early. Chris Paul plays about 40 games during the regular season, only for him to pull a hamstring in game two of the series in the playoffs and misses the playoffs anyway. So, I mean, it, it, it I get it. Nobody plays for the playoffs, but the fact of the matter is, this guy is routinely had a problem staying healthy, and that's the issue. I mean, okay. yeah, he's had uh, a little uh, bit of. A- hold on, hold on. I got one more question here. Okay, let's let's all Sorry. let's all cool it. This is uh, Anthony. We need the music back. This got very tense very quickly. Okay, I I I like. Uh, I think Milwaukee at three eight. Any anytime you're playing for an NBA favorite uh, at three eighty to win the championship in September, you're paying it up. So, Aaron, I'm going to let you have the last word here. Uh, obviously at 380, uh, and I think the point that, that Mark hit on, which is I think the point that's being lost in all this, Drew Holiday is gone. Drew Holiday was part of that championship winning team not so long ago. Drew Holiday was one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. Um, I, I think we could call, if given letter grades to Dame Little, yes, he's 33. I think Mark's point's well taken, that he has not had the best track record of success. Maybe he's been a little bit on the on the rest schedule and maybe a little bit of the tanking schedule, but neither here nor there. Um if you just kind of talk to NBA fans, maybe Dame Lillard is like an A, A minus type talent. Drew Holiday is no slouch. Maybe, you know, if you take an all in in terms of his offensive and defensive package, an all star last year, I don't know, B plus. Definitely not like an average player in the NBA. So, Aaron, this is the question that, that might win or lose you this argument. How much do you think that Dame Lillard all in is an upgrade over Drew Holiday? I'll let you convince, convince me of that and convince everyone else of that. I don't know that he needs to be a significant upgrade. That's the thing. And I'm not trying to duck the question, Your Honor, but the bottom line is let's go back to two years ago when Giannis was healthy in the playoffs. Game seven in Boston. Boston ends up going to the NBA Finals. 
I don't remember the exact stats, but Giannis, I think, went for about 50 and 40. He was a monster in that game when fully healthy against those Boston Celtics that everybody loves. So now, as long as at 28 years old, he is healthy, which there's no reason to think he he won't be. Uh, if he doesn't, you know, try to jump over somebody and then land on his back and he's healthy, then they're fine. Then Damian Lillard doesn't need to be an upgrade. We just need an upgrade from Giannis from unavailable to available. That's the only upgrade that I need, Your Honor. And then I feel very confident in the Bucks being the favorite in this in this uh, NBA playoffs coming up. Mark, brief rebuttal, then we'll close it. Thirty seconds. Yeah, I mean, for Milwaukee, this is about timing, uh, a little bit of luck here, and health if they're going to go win the NBA title. And oh, by the way, the other guy that's on their team, Chris Middleton, is always also hurt. So you have a lot of guys who spend more time on the bench than they do on the floor. You can't score any buckets if you're not in uniform. And uh, the Bucs are going to have problems keeping these guys healthy. Okay. So I think I'm ready to render my verdict. Now, uh, the, the listeners, though, you could listen to me. You, our litigants made some great arguments. And I, and I will say, I feel like the quality of the arguments here was very good. Anthony, we might have to turn off the music. I know it was a little intense, but... You know, sometimes the pressure's on the best bets come out. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm sensing here that Dame Lillard's got more to show us. I do. I think those 28 games that he played last year and the 50 games before, I think that was Dame just, you know, the, the Blazers kind of telling him, hey, we might want Scoot Henderson here. We might want to, you know, we might want a top pick in this draft. How about you don't play? I think that Dame's got a lot in the tank and coming off a of performance last year, which is all shades of old Dame, 32 points in, a, in an abbreviated season. I mean, I'm, I'm buying the bucks and uh, I'm not me personally. I'm not investing my money at 380 because I'm well invested at plus 750 and a little bit more at plus 610. But I'm going to roll with Aaron on the best bet. So my final scorecard, we've got one win for Aaron, one win for Mark and one tie. So really, everyone's a winner on the show. That'll do it for us over here at Sports Better Court. Aaron, great job. Mark, great job. You guys know where to find them on Twitter slash X, if we want to call it that. Um, excellent job. Uh, and you know where to invest your money. So Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, that'll do it for us here at Sports Better Court, and we will see you next week, same time, same place, for another episode of the Sports Better Court. Thanks, guys.